Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about the Chauvin trial and my sort of view of it and possible way it could have been handled. And believe me, the takes I have, they're not floating around out in public. <laughs> they're very different. And they come from the fact that I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. In fact, I'm America's most trusted lawyer. And I'm America's most beloved lawyer. And I'm a self-certified master practitioner. I have been for almost 20 years. I'm very, I'm very proud of that award I gave myself. So, <laughs> all right, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show started. So I thought I would do a show about this Chauvin trial, the big deal that came out. I had another show planned I was going to release, but I decided I'd do this because it's so topical and it's so ridiculous. And (laughs) I can't believe people take this stuff seriously. And there's so many problems with it. I mean, there's just so many problems with it. Uh, So they've guiltied the guy. And I'm supposed to believe that a jury was not intimidated into doing this, even though the jury was basically doxxed, and the average person is too afraid to even stand up to mask requirements, but they're not too afraid to stand up to death threats by an angry mob. (laughs) It's just... This world we live in is a complete and total charade, a fantasy, a fraud. All this stuff is orchestrated nonsense, this idea that, oh, it captivated America. <laughs> the, the entire idea, the murder, whatever it will even happen, the death of George Floyd just stirred all this commotion because a black man was killed. Well, why is a black man dying any more important than a white man dying or a Mexican or an Asian or anybody else or a woman or a little kid? I don't get it. Someone dies. I'm not happy about that. We're not even sure he died. See, we're not even sure he died. It's like people forget that when this event, whatever it was, first occurred, and all the photographs and the, the videotape and all this crap, people were breaking it down on the internet and showing that angles from the other side didn't show anybody filming over there and whether or not this guy, George Floyd, even is the same guy they took into custody. They showed pictures of him with hair and no hair and... And he just happens to have been friends with the cop. And then it turns out that George Floyd's girlfriend or someone he dated turns out to be the teacher of this kid who was just recently killed. See, there's always all these questions around it. There's always all of these questions around it. And those are ignored by the media. The only people who pick it up are the people on these other kinds of sort of YouTubes and BitChute, people like me, people who make podcasts. And, and they deplatform, they shut everybody down. So people don't see it. The vast majority of people don't even know their questions like this. They don't even know to ask questions like this. But most of the stuff is just cooked up fakery. I have no idea if George Floyd's even dead. I have no fucking clue. How can we know? We have to just trust the crying mob and all this stuff. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They fake stuff up all the time. All the stinking time. Think how ridiculous that Las Vegas shooter scenario was. It's just utter nonsense. All the excuses, they always put it off. Oh, ongoing investigation. And then once the investigation's closed, like, oh, please see the report. They never answer questions, right? They never answer questions. We don't know what happened out there. 
We don't know. We don't even know if that's the same cop who's standing in that courtroom. They're all wearing masks. How the hell can we know who they are? Do you think you can't fake that stuff? They've been using body doubles forever. We don't know what happens. Even if the guy gets convicted, how do we know he's in prison? How do you know? Oh, he's booked in and he's in solitary. Is it booked in? He's in max secure. How do we know? How do we know? (laughs) See, this is the part I don't get. This is the part that's so ridiculous that they literally can just have a single event and then it supposedly captivates America. Well, because they shove it down everybody's throat night and day. What about that Giselle Maxwell lady? We still haven't seen a picture of her and they claim she's in prison and all this other stuff. Jeffrey Epstein gets killed in prison. This is why I don't believe any of their things, see, because they're caught lying over and over and over. They never have any questions. I'm supposed to believe this is such a great outrage that this black guy, even if I believed every single thing about the story, I'm supposed to believe this is like some kind of gigantic story. Why? Cops kill people every day. They shoot dogs every day. They do all sorts of shit. You can go on the internet and watch and beat the living crap out of people. (laughs) I mean, I don't get it. People love the police. They believe in government. Oh, then there's people that hate the police. Well, look, the, the police are just a bunch of individuals. Most of them are probably just decent people. I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't met most of them, right? It's impossible to know. Lots of them are. They go into it. They believe in it. All right? Now, these guys work in these big metro areas. Eh, and a lot more questionable. But the vast majority of police are working in small communities, right, all over the country. And they're fine. There's no problem with them, right? The problem is with the the police chiefs and the superintendents and the captains and the internal affairs and all the rigged up committees and all the policies. That's where the problems are. It's all top-down controlled. If you're a good, decent cop, you see all sorts of corruption. You don't turn it in. Why? Because you supposedly have a loyalty to your brotherhood and all this other crap. It doesn't make any difference. The narrative is framed up for something like this ridiculous uh, George Floyd Chauvin trial. How the hell could you possibly get a fair trial? I don't understand. How could you get a fair trial in a situation like this? Everybody had heard of that case. Everybody. I don't understand. (laughs) Most people had watched it and they'd either made up their mind that he was guilty or they made up their mind that it was crap and that he was being railroaded. So you've made up your mind one way or the other. You're massively tainted one way or the other. How are you ever going to get an independent jury to sit in that box when you have the press just pushing down at all times? The judge didn't even agree to move the trial from Minneapolis. Think how absurd that is. See, when the country was founded, everyone talks about fair trial, the jury system, now it's worked, prove it, and all this other crap. You didn't have a press and a media that could instantaneously, within 24 hours, everybody knows about it. And certainly in a week, everybody would heard about it. Riots all over. How are you going to get a fair trial? How are you going to get an impartial jury? How? The jury knows that they can be found out and chased down, houses burned, put at risk. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. These people are afraid to even stand up to Karen. How are you going to get a jury of people who are going to give you a fair trial? If you don't convict the man, you're risking your life. If you do convict the man, okay, well, maybe he's innocent. (laughs) Maybe he's not guilty. It's not that. The man didn't do something. See, whether or not someone's guilty of murder or not, okay, it's very, very entailed and detailed issue about whether or not he had the proper mens rea, meaning the mindset. Really, the, the cops out there intentionally trying to kill a man on video with everybody watching all around, a man he's a friend of, he knows, really? That's not credible on his face, see? That's why, for me, I didn't watch any of this trial. 
None of it. I never watch the details because I know anything they're showing like this, anything that's running in the news 24-7 like this, is a total and complete load of bullshit. A show, a circus, a charade, a fake. I don't know what the fake is. There's no way to ever know because we can never get real information because the government controls it all. But I know that it's fake. That's all I need to know. If the government's telling me something, I know it's a lie. That's all I need to know. But I did see some clips of it because it ran all the time. I saw some in the break room, and I saw, I think it was his brother or somebody on the stand blubbering away. I don't even know if it is his brother. They're all wearing masks. It's all idiotic. But he's testifying, and, and it's just unbelievably improper testimony for any judge to allow in during the guilt or innocent phase. Now, that kind of testimony comes in at the punishment phase, where you bring up the family members, and they, they talk all about how much they miss their son or daughter or father cousin or whatever it is and how horrible it was. And and that's all about punishment. How much should the guy be punished? But it's totally improper at guilt and innocence. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievably improper. It's utterly irrelevant. The testimony he gave was nonsense. But the very fact that the judge doesn't stand up for anything, he didn't stand up for anything. I don't know how you, the judge ever impanel the jury in this case. I don't know how. Right? And this idea that, oh, he's got a slam dunk winner on appeal. Really? Slam dunk winner? You think the judges up there in the appellate court want to issue a ruling that the city's burn on? I don't know. They're just as intimidated. Right? They're just as intimidated. The idea that the U.S. justice system is some kind of pristine thing is just a fantasy in people's minds. It's put there through endless TV shows and movies and endless government propaganda and media propaganda about how we need to be better and all this other crap. Uh, go down and watch what happens in actual criminal courts. <laughs> it's a joke. When I did criminal law almost 30 years ago now, I was kicked out of three different courts as a public defender in a year, and then I just quit because it was such a fucking kangaroo railroad job down there in every form and fashion. I couldn't stand it. I could not stomach it. It was outrageous. And do you think it's gotten better? No, it gets worse all the time. See, and these people who run around love law enforcement and everything else. The system is corrupt to the core. That's all. It doesn't mean that each individual person in there is corrupt. The law is corrupt to the core. I'm not corrupt. <laughs> I call it out. But there aren't police organizations out there calling out the bad cops and doxing them. Are there? No, there's not a single one. Not a single one. There's not a single one doxing all the DAs who are corrupt. There's nothing out there to try to get corrupt judges you can't, because when you go up against a system, the system's in charge of whether the system gets punished. See, that's why the system can never work. You can't have the system in charge of the system. Who watches the watchers? <laughs> and this ridiculous trial is another example. And I've been trying to give some thought to how could you ever have a fair trial? What would I do if I was a judge stuck up there, right? I got this crap case dumped in my lap. It's a no-win situation. And it's like, okay, what do you do? Well, you know, the judge is in charge of putting that veneer panel in there and saying that, yes, that's an impartial jury. We're going to let them sit and hear the case. If it was me, I think what I would have done is I would have made sure that every one of those jurors was seriously questioned. And if there was any question at all about whether or not they, they could be in, impartial at all, okay, I'd strike them. And I think what probably would have ended up happening with me is I would have just ended up, nope, strike, 
strike, ask them a question, nope, strike, strike, nope, quash the whole panel, nope, nope, bring another panel up, and just let that go on for days and days. Just panel after panel, entire thing being quashed and bring up another, nope, sorry, quashed, oh, nope, that testimony they just gave right there, sorry, the whole panel's tainted, quash them. See, they don't do that because they want this thing to move forward. But imagine if that had happened. Imagine if the judge had had the stinking balls to stand up there and just keep quashing panel after panel. That would have become the story, right? Hey, I'm sorry. And just stand on your ground. The man's entitled to a fair trial, an impartial jury. And we can't find one because everybody knows about the case. Everybody's heard about it. Everybody has opinions. (laughs) They all do. It's impossible not to. It's impossible not to. Even as a lawyer, I watch some of that stuff, and, and I know, oh, you've got to be impartial. I could probably listen and hear it, but I already have some opinions about what a load of shit it is and how much lies the cops put out. I don't have any idea. Could I sit there and be impartial? Would I put somebody's life in my hands that I'd be impartial? No. Now, I wouldn't because I, would, I don't think it would be fair to the victim's family. That would be the problem I would have is that, look, if the guy's guilty, in all likelihood, I'm not even going to be able to convict him because I just don't believe the police. I just don't believe the stories they tell. I don't think I believe they're experts. They're just a bunch of fucking liars. That's what they do. I saw it in person. I know what happens. I've seen since then all the lies they tell. I see all the people they protect and cover for. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be impartial. There's just as many people who aren't going to be impartial on the other side. And all, most of the people who claim they would be impartial, they're just lying to themselves or kidding themselves. And anybody with any sophistication, if I was sitting as a judge, I would know these people are lying to themselves. They're kidding themselves. They're just saying empty words about how they can do it, they will do it, and they'll sit and you know, That's bullshit. And I just keep quashing those panels until that became the story. That became the story that the man can't get an impartial trial. He can't get an impartial trial anywhere. See, it used to be you could just move somebody to some other county where no one had ever heard of the trial hundreds of years ago, even a hundred years ago. The media wasn't everywhere. All you really have was newspapers. The stuff didn't get around. The trials weren't such a big deal. And so the people would never even have heard of them. They'd no, even, no idea who they are. And it wouldn't matter because nobody would find out who the jurors were either. Now it doesn't work like that. Now it doesn't work like that. You can be doxxed out and the next thing you know, everybody in the world knows where it is. <laughs> and that's it. Now what do you do? Now your life's in danger. You're going to put your family in danger, your business, all these things. could ruin your professional career. There's, there's no way to know what all could happen. I'm sorry. I think once a story becomes this big, I think what we have to do is, like I said, my suggestion would be if I was the judge, I would just keep quashing the panels. And if they want to come forward and mandamus me and order me to do something, the oversight committee orders me to see the jury, I won't do it. If they want to remove me from the case, they can. Good luck having the next judge come in and see the panel and see how people perceive that once the judge stands up and does that, (laughs) right? See, once somebody really calls it out, then it's over. But none of these people have any integrity to stand up and actually call it out. They always cave for their pension and their, and their job and all this other shit. These people, they don't have integrity. They don't have the balls we need. They aren't real leaders. That's all. And all that changed back a long time ago when you no longer had to kill people up close and personal in a war. It was all done by airplanes and artillery and all sorts of other crap. When most of the killing was done by bayonet and knives and hammers and fucking clubs and swords, the leaders had to be there in the fray. They may get killed. But they killed people themselves up close and personal. Now it's just all a bunch of pussies who stand behind the scenes, push buttons, and give orders. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. 
If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal men? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. The leaders had to be there in the fray. They may get killed, but they killed people themselves up close and personal. Now it's just all a bunch of pussies who stand behind the scenes, push buttons and give orders. That all changed. See, that all changed. Once you have to actually do the dirty work yourself as a leader, then you get real leaders. And what we have is not real leaders. Because what we have is people like Maxine Waters, Joe Biden, (laughs) George Bush Jr., (laughs) Barack Obama, John McCain. Oh, he's a hero. No, he's not. This isn't the people who serve with him in the military. He's a traitor. He would have been court-martialed, except his father was such a high-level admiral. We don't have leaders. These people are not men who will stand there and actually kill other men for principle to defend what they believe in. They don't. They hide behind law enforcement and secret service and everything else. So they don't really have men leading. What we have is a bunch of fakers pretending to lead. Just like all these people who run around and act so tough on the internet. But they're not really tough. They're not. They don't stand for principle. You don't know until you have to hold that line. That's all. Most people won't even stand up in person. So you're never going to get people who are going to risk anything at this point. Pretty much everybody's bought off. Not to mention the fact they've all been weakened. But this trial was a great example to me. It's just a great example of how they can supposedly capture the attention of the nation. Whatever that means. It just means they run it on media all the time. And the guys in you know, talk radio, they pick it up, and they take one side of it, and the other guys take the other side. And everybody sits around and argue about whether America's a racist country, systematically racist, blah, blah, blah. I've asked people over and over, what does it even fucking mean? What does it mean, systematic racism? There's no systematic racism in this country. There's nothing in the system. The systems are all neutral at best. In fact, they massively uh, oppress the living shit out of white guys like me now. But there are no laws that allow systematic racism. Oh, it's not about laws. Okay, well, if it's not about laws, then it's not about the system. (laughs) If it's just a bunch of individuals in the system, that's not systemic. It's just people doing what they do. (laughs) That's all. It's racist of all sorts. It's black racist, white racist, Asians. It doesn't make any difference. There's all sorts of other things people discriminate against. Height, attractiveness, long hair, short hair, bad breath. It's just silly. It's silly. You're never going to get rid of it. You go over to China, and there's massive amounts of, quote, racism. Hell, most white people like me, I can hardly even tell them apart. It's not a racist comment. It's because I'm not trained to see those differences. I see differences in different ways people's face and everything else that don't really exist. They focus on these different things over there. But they have all sorts of things where it's like, oh, those are bad people. Those are stupid people. It's like you can't even tell a damn difference. To them, they can tell them immediately. I remember when I visited Moscow. 
20 years ago. They could immediately tell I was not a Russian, even though I was dressed what I thought was just like him. I'm a white dude. I think I'm looking just like him. But they could always tell I was an American. Every single place I went, they knew I was an American. (laughs) And it's the same thing everywhere. People... They gravitate towards people who look like themselves. It's just a natural part of human condition. It's not about racism, okay? It's just a cultural thing. I got nothing against people of other colors or anything else. I like them. I've dated women of all different colors. But it's a cultural matter. It's a cultural matter. People like people who are more like them because it's just more comfortable. It doesn't mean it's not nice to have other people around. It is. You go visit and you come back, you stay in your neighborhood. The idea that trials like this are somehow a test, a litmus test for the entire country, whether it's racist or whether the justice system works and all that other shit. The justice system doesn't work. I don't need the Chauvin trial to tell me that. I know it doesn't work. Anybody can look and see all the criminals who run around in government and they're totally unpunished. Anybody can see the bankers spitting out money and just making money hand over fist with just white-collar crimes, with just crimes that aren't even called crimes. The biggest crimes that are being committed aren't even crimes. All this fake money being printed up and people being charged, it's all completely, quote, legal. Drafting people into a war that you don't even have any interest in, completely legal. All these things are legal. The biggest amounts of crime are all occurring for things that are technically legal. And I can just see that the police and the justice system doesn't work at all. I can see them creating crime everywhere they go by outlawing drugs and then allowing other types of drugs. And then they run the drug business themselves. <laughs> this, is, this is what government is. People who are looking to government for justice, they're fools. They're delusional. They bought into a dream. And both sides of the system, the right-left side, the fake right-left divide, it goes on and it promotes this nonsense that it's a possibility that government's going to deliver justice. See, that's the lie. That's a fundamental lie. Government's never going to deliver justice. Government itself is a criminal enterprise there to abuse people. So how the hell is that ever going to deliver justice? It's just delusional. But since both sides have these people in media and education who push this fantasy about government, the people are totally deluded. And so they look to things like this, a silly circus like the Chauvin trial, and then the outcome and everyone runs around and is so happy about some guy having been convicted. They never sat through the trial. They have no idea. They don't even know what the standard is. Most of the people had already made their mind up before the trial started, and then they run around acting like justice was done. <laughs> it's just all silly. It's just all fake and silly. And to pretend and to argue, it's just perpetuates this fantasy that's not going to go anywhere but straight down. Look around. We don't have a society, a culture that has shared values. We have a massive amount of division and a fake, a pretend that we have a culture and a society. And this trial was another great example. That's all. Just another great example. People can run around and virtue signal about how they're so happy he got convicted because it shows that the justice system works. It doesn't show anything of the sort. And if you want evidence the justice system doesn't work, just look around. (laughs) That evidence is all ignored. Everyone focuses on one single case. Why is his death more important than anybody else's death? People die every day. It's not on the front page. See, Countless, endless inconsistencies. But the narrative is always just focused down on this little tiny area. That's all, this little tiny area. And everyone's just looking through a microscope and saying, see, it's just, it's not just, it's just, it's not just. They're just ignoring all the other stuff. This is silly. So, so that's why I don't follow those news events very closely, because it's just, uh, it's just, it's a fake. It's all, it's all a fake. It's all a fraud. It's a silliness. The arguments are a waste of time. 
You want real crime? Get rid of the government. <laughs> you, want, you want to get really real crime? Get rid of the government. You want to get justice? Get rid of the justice system because it's not a justice system. It's a just us system. It's just a system. It's nothing else. The idea that the government's ever going to produce anything except for a horrendous tyranny is laughable. And all the history and stuff we're given is fake. That's all. It's just all fake. But people don't like to hear that because they want to be associated with something they think is great and wonderful and free and just and all this other crap. And it's just a dream that people have. It's just a dream. And so the people in charge, they tap into that dream and they abuse the people based upon that dream. That's it. They keep the f people fighting against each other and not fighting against the real problem, which is the people who are in charge. They keep thinking, oh, if we get the right people in charge. The only people who want to be in charge of other people are the wrong people. <laughs> so you're never going to get the right people in charge. It's all silly. So, well, anyway, I just thought I would make a show about it because, you know, it's a, it's a big deal to people. And I just wanted to show why it's just not a big deal. <laughs> and if you want someone that tells you the truth like I do, then follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review. And listen to my show. I tell people the truth in my show. It's ugly, but it's the truth. And support my show, you know? Support my show. If you want people to tell the truth, you got to support people who tell the truth. <laughs> I take huge abuse for telling the truth. All right. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Everybody have a nice night of day, wherever you are. Don't forget to tip your service. Take care.